Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Christine Miles, the founder and president of Equipped. She is also the host of the Executive Leaders Radio. Understanding and using emotional intelligence to facilitate positive change and drive results is the force behind Christine's story. She believes the ability to influence and communicate to inspire others is the key to success. She learned early in early on in life from her mother's adversity that everyone has a story. From that, a passion to understand people was born, while her father, an entrepreneur, instilled the love of business in her. Christine received a master's in psychological services from the University of Pennsylvania and in early in, career, in, early in her career was a systems therapist for families and children, realizing how helping families become more emotionally intelligent could be applied to business. At 26, she shifted into the corporate employee assistance field. Then she parlayed all those experiences into owning her own executive coaching consulting business to Fortune 500 companies, helping companies grow sales, revenue, develop people, and create transformative cultures. To help businesses understand and use the power of story as a cutting communication tool, she authored the book, The Art of the Nudge, Unlocking the Hidden Potential in 2015. Through her professional and personal experiences, she learned that most people were not taught the emotional skills as she was and simply needed the tools to learn how to develop their EQ to set them apart. In late 2018, she decided to bring all of her experiences together to form Equipped, a woman-owned business. Weekly, Christine hosts a radio business radio show where executive leaders share their personal story of who they are growing up and where they were growing up and how, and how that impacts their passions and success today. Executive Leaders Radio is the number one radio show in the mid-Atlantic states and broadcast nationally on 91 stations. Christine, thanks for being on Converge Coffee. How are you today? I'm great, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. Christine, I am just... I think our, with our previous conversations and talking about emotional intelligence and um, I knew your previous business when we spoke before through a mutual colleague, but I, I want to know a little bit more of why did you start Equipped? Yeah, I, 2018 was an interesting year for me. Um, I, uh, for the second time in my life, uh, had a little bit of a health scare that um Fortunately, I'm okay now, but it was a, definitely a, another piece of adversity that I said, you know, what's, what am I doing? What do I really want to focus on? And over the years, and as part of my story, it, fundamentally, what I've always believed is that the emotional skills are the ones that are least attended to in the workplace and the ones that are the most important in terms of star performance. And I, I just keep focusing the lens tighter and tighter and how to really help people and, and companies do that more effectively. And I thought I've, I've got to take all my experiences and just continue to hone them. And that's, that's why I started equipped. And I think it's very clever that you, you know, you labeled equipped as capital E capital Q U I P T. So, you know, the acronym for, you know, not the acronym, but the abbreviation for emotional intelligence is EQ. So, if you can explain to the audience, what is EQ? EQ are, 
a call, it's called emotional intelligence um, it, or your emotional intelligence quotient. We're measured very early in life in school for our intelligence. What we know is intelligence actually goes down over the course of your life rather than up. And it's only been in the last 20 years or so that it's it, with, with Daniel Goleman that emotional intelligence was really on the landscape and realizing that these emotional skills, if, if your competence reaches a certain level, really what differentiates the ones who are successful are the ones who can bolster that competence with these emotional skills. I, I actually prefer to think of them as the essential skills. And I had the experience from growing up uh, with a mom who had depression and anxiety. Uh, she came by it very honestly. She, she lost her mother when she was very young. Uh, so she was set up for it. But, but I learned from being around her that I had to tune into things that were, were different than other kids had to. And, and while that had some burden, it also had a lot of gifts because I paid attention to things that others didn't pay attention to. So through my environment, I, I had to develop these skills very young. And what I found in my own life is that I was successful not because of my being smart or you know smart enough, but that wasn't differentiating me. Um, I could keep up and I could do things beyond my scope because I had these other skills. And I thought, uh, how can I help the world kind of and other people learn what I kind of had to learn? Because nobody shows us how to do that. We're not taught that in school. We're not taught that in college. We're not taught that even in the workplace. No, we're not, and it is, and it is a shame because I've. I've seen it countless times. There's a lot of people who are extremely intelligent, you know, book smart, but then you should go to the emotional intelligence side. So, you know, my next question is, is what's the EQ secret behind emotional intelligence? Well, the, the definition fundamentally of what EQ is, it's, I, I read this once, I didn't create this, but I thought it was well said. It's, it's understanding your moods and it's understanding the, the thoughts about your moods, right? So if you categorize that, it's, it's really understanding your environment around you, how it makes you feel, how, what you're attending to it, and, and what's going on inside. So that's your self-awareness. That's one side of EQ. The other is your social awareness, your awareness of others. And the real secret, and I think the linchpin to, to really developing and understanding how to make your EQ go up, and unlike IQ, you can, you can raise your EQ level. These are... These are skills that can be developed. We know that now because brain science has also changed in the last 20 years where we thought that you, know, you couldn't teach an old dog new tricks. That was a, a saying. We know now the brain is flexible because we can study the brain live. I heard a, a neuropsychologist uh, say that, or that you know, the brain you have in the morning is not the same brain that you have at the end of the day. You're taking in things and the, the brain is plastic, so it bends. It's flexible. But you have to repeat to to um, to change behavior and to to incorporate new things. But it is possible. But the linchpin is really how you listen, how you listen to yourself, and how you listen to others. And only two percent of people have ever had listening training. Hmm. And, and so, what what is listening training? Well, you know. I think listening is even is greatly misunderstood. So it, interestingly enough, I, I uh, again, I always managed to overachieve relative to my abilities, whether that was in sports or whether that was in academics, again, because I could facilitate and navigate other things because of these emotional skills. 
but um, I have an undergraduate in psychology. I have a degree, a master's degree from a Ivy League school in psychology. Um, that's a side story. My my school test scores didn't get me in, but my emotional skills did. Um, and I have a certification from a world-renowned facility in systems and structural family therapy. I, I was never I never had a course on listening. It was an assumed skill. And what we really should assume is that we have the sense of hearing, but we don't have the skill of listening. So hearing words, hearing sounds is a sense that most of us have, you know, obviously not everybody. Listening is learning how to attend to things differently. And, and really what I believe and what I've set out to create and as I hone what, how to help people do this is I call it gathering. How do you really gather the story that you're telling yourself? How do you gather the story that others are telling themselves or they're telling you in a way that you, you gain insight into what's going on? And that's the secret to really developing empathy, to being curious, to be more, to be more, uh, to be more understanding, to communicate better. When you're listening well, when you're gathering well, you're literally raising your EQ. So, you know, how does a company listen well and gather well in the sense that here's my question from that. If, you know, if they listen and they gather well, how does it come? How does, you know, EQ relate to messaging in the marketing for your employees? If, if the company is not listening well and gathering well, does the messaging fall apart? Like wh what are some things that you notice in a company that EQ is, is strong in their well, marketing messaging. It, it's really, isn't it, you know, marketing is really all about understanding the needs of your customers, right? So I'm, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here, Sean, with you. There's a book called Empathetic Marketing. And if, you know, the, the main message that I took away from that book, and there was lots of great things, is if you miss one core need of what your, what your customer fundamentally needs, you're not going to be successful in your business. So it's really being able to put yourself in the shoes of your customer in such a way that you message and compel them towards your product in, in, in a way that meets their need. And it's, it's attending to all that. When we think about marketing, we think of that outbound and how do we present ourselves in the world to people who don't know us. But we're also constantly marketing ourselves within our company. What's our own personal brand? How do people view us? How willing are they to adopt our ideas, adopt our thoughts, take, take our point of view. So being able to communicate and, and message and market yourself and brand yourself internally with your internal customers is also a, a really core component. And I think the companies that have a higher emotional intelligence factor as a, as a company really know how to listen and understand one another to make things happen rather than, and they're, they're doing that in a way where, where people feel appreciated and heard and understood. I like that. I really do. And I, and it's, it's not more of an, it's not an outbound, it's an inbound of how can we, how are we listening to the people that um, can make our outbound that much better? So I'm going to stop grilling you on questions now, Christine here. <laughs> and I want to know more of something that's an offline background of, of um, a client, a partner, um, who you've helped, you know, recently, or if there's a really good story that's just, that's just not on online or, or, or on your website. 
if you can share more into that of the EQ secret and how that kind of helped them. Yeah, I had a pretty profound experience. Uh, I guess it was about a year and a half ago. I was working, in this case, with a sales team. We work with sales team, customer service, individual contributors. Everybody can get better at being who they are and how they show up in the world and showing up more authentically. But make no mistake, the goal um, and part of why I formed the business I have is that as much as I love working with people and helping them be better, I'm also very results-driven. I'm very business-oriented. So it's important that that fundamentally we're getting better as people, but that also helps us deliver results and perform better, which everybody, I think, feels better when they're doing that well. So we were with the sales team, and um, and I, I have uh, created a, a framework for how to really gather stories in a very simple way. I say the word simple, not easy, because uh, listening and gathering stories is hard, but it can be done simply. And the more you practice, the easier it gets. And we were working with the sales team, and I, they, they practiced the framework uh, during the day. And then between day one and day two of the workshop, the training session we were doing, we asked them to go home and gather a story of a loved one. And, uh, and use our framework and only the questions in our framework. And so we were debriefing the exercise that morning. And, um, and you know, I said, look, what's going to happen when you go home? Some of you are going to talk to your spouse or talk to somebody you know, and they're going to say, what did you do today? You're gonna, this isn't like you. And I said, that just means you're really bad at listening. And so you probably should pay a different kind of attention. And half the people come back with that story. My, my spouse caught on to me, didn't know what I was doing. But one young guy came in, he's about 30 years old, and he talked about how he talked to his nephew. And he said it was a really interesting experience. He said it was a little rough getting started because I tried to get a story from him, and I asked him how his day was, and he said it wasn't good. And I, I tried to explore that a little bit, and then he finally clicked into using our framework. And he said, when I asked him, I said, well, you know, take me back. What what happened? Um today. He said, well, I, I didn't get the basketball shoes I wanted. And he said, you know, well, tell me more. And he said, well, um, my dad promised me the basketball shoes. And he said, oh, he said, well, how did that make you feel? He said, well, my dad um, promises me a lot of things these days, but he doesn't follow through. And then this guy, Jeffrey, started telling more about what his nephew said, how his father and mother were going through a divorce. And and dad was going through some, you know, wasn't around as much and he didn't follow through and it really hurt him and he didn't know if he could count on his dad. And, you know, at this point we're all mesmerized. Jeffrey has the whole room kind of captured. And um, and then he looks at me and he says, you know, Christine, I'm really mad at you. And I, I kind of was startled and I said, why is that? He said, well, this exercise cost me 125 bucks. Now I have to buy my nephew the basketball shoes that he wants. I told him if he gets straight, you know, an A in this class and that class, I'll do that for him. And, to which we all kind of laughed. And then he looked at me and said, here's what I realized. He, you know, my nephew told me he was upset because he didn't get the basketball shoes. But after I gathered the story, what I learned is it's really never about the shoes. It's always about something else. And if I hadn't used that framework, I would have thought it was about the shoes. And it's about how do you listen in a way and gather the story to get the insight and the real problem and understanding and empathy versus just what that little shiny thing is that we think the problem is. 
I like that. That's a very impactful story of, you know, when a lot of people go after material things or market material things or, and people just don't resonate with that. They resonate with other people and they resonate with feelings um, of how something makes them feel. So thanks for sharing that story. I really like that one of, uh, of Jeffrey and, and his, and his nephew and that kind of stuff. So not well, focusing about, on, oh, go sorry. ahead. Well, just to think about, you know, how many problems people present in the workplace. You're in a meeting and somebody says, we have a problem and we go right at that problem and we try to solve it and we try to fix it and we give advice and we make suggestions. But do we really understand what the problem is before we jump into that? Uh, we call that a listening inhibitor where we want to give advice and we judge what's going on or we, you know, we're distracted. I mean, this is, this is the other part with why this is so important and such a, a well-kept secret right now is that the world is digital and we are bombarded with messages. And how do we pay attention and how do we attend? We're losing this fundamental human skill that connects all of us and it's making us even more disconnected in, in a digitally connected world. So it's even more important. But we jump to the problem and we think we're going to fix it when we really don't understand what all of this that's going on before we earn the right to to give that advice or share that opinion. And I think about the wasted time in meetings that we have because we don't slow down to do that. Exactly. And that's why they need to be more equipped. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. There you go. <laughs> well done, Sean. So, Christine, enough about um, your customers, uh, people you've partnered with, and, and I, I want you—I I, want to listen and sit back and listen to you know, more about you. And I think the the listeners would really appreciate that. So, you wake up every day and you're like, I, "I'm, you know, I have this company, I have this, you know, this podcast. I'm helping people understand about EQ. You know, why do you do it? Why do you get up in the morning? And this is the reason why." You, you, this is the thing you want to focus in on. Well, you know, again, I think it, it goes back to having a mom fundamentally that felt, I mean, she was beautiful and charismatic and funny and warm, but she had this undercurrent of pain that I was very aware of. And I saw the gap in how she was understood. Uh, and I know everybody has something like that going on. Uh, so I just, that connection and that understanding of what's going on just, I believe, makes the world a better place when we really slow down and we connect in that way. So it drives me. And the fact that, I mean, I was an athlete, um, and very competitive athlete. I mentioned my adversity this year. I've been in an auto accident when I was 28, and I was playing competitive field hockey, and that was kind of stripped away from me pretty quickly. And people were very caring and kind, but it, it was hard for them to understand that what I was dealing with because I looked okay on the surface most of the time. So I, I know that when people really feel heard and understood, it profoundly makes them feel better. And it just, that's, that's a big part of why I do what I do. I just know that that human connection is desired, but people don't know how to get there. So the athlete in me said, let's make this a skill that we can build and people soar. Uh, and it's, it's really exciting to me. I like that. I I really, you know, that 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 tie back to when you were younger with your mom and, and and you and it feels like you've evolved. You keep evolving in different things. So now, I mean, 
what do you do as a hobby? Like, if you're not talk, thinking about emotional intelligence, or if you are, if you're using it, what do you do for what do you do for a hobby? Well, uh, you know, I'm I still have some limitations. I'm still a little bit of a frustrated athlete because I I played a lot of sports when I was younger, and because of the cervical injury, I can't do as much as I used to. But probably by a lot of people's standards, I'm still more active than most. Uh, I like to hit a ball. I grew up in Hershey, Pennsylvania, where I, I hit a softball, a tennis ball, played basketball. So I, I golf now, which I, I love to do. Uh, I love to do. I love to try new things, um, to go outside, to hike, to, to move around. Uh, love spending time with people, making people laugh and having people that, that make me laugh. But um, a good day is when I'm never doing the same thing twice. I, I like every day to be different. And so uh, I, don't, I don't have a perfect day. The perfect day is whatever today was, I want tomorrow to be totally different, which is maybe kind of crazy. But I don't like things to be too static. Oh, same here. I like it. Yeah, you don't want to stay in the same place. I mean, that's bad for, that's bad for you. If you sit in the same place for a long time, then... You know, you, <laughs> you start getting that, I'm, st I'm stretching my back now. I'm like put, pulling my shoulders back as I'm saying this, cause I'm going <laughs> to keep putting, getting myself into that, that, that arch or that, that computer yeah. like geek look of like, I'm hunched over the computer. So, you know, besides emotional intelligence, or it, it could relate to this too. What do you do health wise to make sure that, um, you're giving your best every single day? Well, I think that's uh, that's something that is still evolving for me. I uh, I used, as I said, I've learned that it's not just about being active; it's also about being still. And uh, what that's one of the things I'm really working on as of late is to make sure I'm spending time every day just to be still and um, quiet. And it's really it's really having a really nice impact, and I'm enjoying that very much. And uh, I think it's really important, but it's it's not natural for me. Like I took a hot yoga class, and I thought, wow, I thought I'd never do this because it wasn't it wasn't active enough. I mean, you're working your your butt off, but and so I'm learning that, and I'm learning to try things that make me uncomfortable. Um, doing some more things like dancing and things that I'm just not inherently good at or look good doing, but um, taking some classes like that, and I'm trying to get out of my comfort zone a little bit more in terms of some of the traditional things that I do. So it's, um, it's been, it's been fun. Isn't that the truth? I've just started CrossFit about a year ago and I give so much more respect to gym gymnasts these days. Right. I'm They're like, how, how do they do like, Oh, that's easy. I can do that. Nope. Didn't happen. Like I can't do like a handstand walk. Yeah. I can probably do that. No. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that I have to, I mean, back in the day, I was more apt to do that. But it's, it's, it's just a lot. It's hard work, too. But it's, oh, yeah. I admire it very, very much. Um, yes, it's, it's been good. I'm also really getting into different kinds of going out and seeing some some live music and some different things. And um, yeah, it's, it's been very, it's been very fun. But I think, I think that uh, it's, we're all good at doing what we know. And, and it's it's really it's part of just developing is is doing things that we don't know so i'm trying to work on that but not always my strength admittedly and it doesn't have to be as long as you improve one percent a day that's all you have to yeah well there you go i'll there, take it there's a little bit more equipped list lesson for you after i <laughs> listen to you one percent <laughs> i'll take there it there you go well i think you know the other thing that 
for me in this process is, and this is a whole other subject, but it's allowing yourself to be a little more vulnerable. And I used to really see that as much more uh, weakness. And I've tried to lean into that. And that's part of why I'm trying to put myself and do some things that I don't normally or wouldn't have thought I'd ever have done before. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it, it really opens up the world in a different way. Definitely. Definitely. So just want to wrap it up here, Christine, because I think we, we could talk more about life and the things that make us feel uncomfortable and more about emotional intelligence. But I think um, I just want to thank you for, for, for sharing more about Equipped. And, you know, sorry that we couldn't, you know, we probably could have talked about executive leaders on a different episode. We could probably do that in the future. That's um, a great show. I'd love to share that at some point. It's, yeah. it's very oh. interesting. All about getting somebody's story. Exactly. And listening and that kind of stuff too. So I want to thank you for, for talking about Equipped, you know, that background story about Jeffrey and um, just the class and everything of, you know, what it takes to understand emotional intelligence and what are the, what, how do you, what are the workshops kind of like, like, what are the end results? I mean, and then just sharing about you, I think that's just kind of like, um, you know, the icing on the cake is getting to know the person behind the company of why you do this and and why you focus in on this. So Christine, I, I really appreciate you being on this episode. Well, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a joy to talk about it. And uh, I think we all have that purpose and passion. And part of what I do is help try to help people tap into that because I think it, it makes life more and work more fulfilling. So I was happy to share. Thanks for the opportunity. You are most welcome. And to all the uh, Converge coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap. 